Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts... Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And AJ Appleton. Is Sinshu Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. Alright, alright. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name's Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. And writer over at so-called fantasy, uh, so-called fantasy com. As always, co-host is AG Abagaris. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Except watching our Hokies lose to Wake Forest, man, in the second round of the ACC tournament. So this isn't fun. I don't know if you've got the game on. No, nah, I don't have it on right now. I just got done with dinner and everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's close, but we were down like seven at halftime, and now they're down by like three or four. So they're they're coming back, but, I mean, it's it's slow. The same damn team we lost to at the end of the regular season on, uh, on uh, senior night, too. So I don't think it's going to knock them out of the tournament because they've had a good enough season. But I mean, this is like, come on, get your, get your, you know what together, guys. You know, enter the NCAA tournament. It's going to be a quick one and out if we don't, if we aren't careful. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, I was, I remember seeing that they were playing them, and I was hoping that we wouldn't have to just because we just lost to them. Um, so right. You know, I'm not. I'm honestly not surprised to hear that we're losing to them again. But you know, I figured they would have been able to put it together a little bit better this time, but maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. I maybe maybe it's just a, a bad matchup. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But who knows. Anyway, man, let's get some baseball talk. Um, so today we are going to be doing our 2017 fantasy baseball outfield preview. And before we get into that, I do want to just, you know, get into some quick news and notes. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this last week. It was like right after our show, I noticed, you know, David Price. Um, or did did we talk about this last week? Uh, David David Price was supposedly out for the season. Uh, no. Yeah, we did there not was like talk a period, about it. Yeah, there was a period of time last last week where David Price was thought to be done for the season. Uh, he was he had elbow soreness and he got it checked out and they thought, oh, he's done. And then like a day and a half later, it was up. Oh, nope, he's good. There's you know he got a second opinion by doc, Dr. James Andrews and he said he was good. He didn't even have to get. He didn't even have to get like a, a and 
what do they call it? Like the platelet rich injection or whatever. They didn't even need to get that. So, I mean, that's, that's very good news. I mean, it's, kind of troubling and we'll probably talk a little bit more about this in next week's show when we do uh starting pitchers but you know it 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 is it is kind of troubling to have that kind of injury and like you never know if it's going to rear rear his head during the season he's going to get shut down for a little while you know whatever whatnot but it's definitely going to drop his draft stock and you can take that as you will like I don't know. Do you want to take him later than he should have ever gone? Or, you know, do you just want to be one of those, like, I'm not touching him type of deals? It's, it'll be interesting. Uh, what, yeah. What I, I'm probably staying away from him regardless. Um, I mean, he, he had an okay year last year, but he's Tons just pitched so many innings. Yeah. I mean, so many innings on that arm though you know, including playoffs and everything like that. I mean, he's bounced around from, you know, team to team the past couple of years too. So, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll let someone else deal with him if they want him. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to take him either at this point. But it is interesting. I know uh, Tyler in the NFBC draft he did on Tuesday, I mean <laughs> – Price fell to, I think it was like the eighth round or something, and he didn't have any pitchers at that point. And in NFBC, like, it's even worse to wait on pitchers, it feels, it seems like. So to wait on pitching till the eighth round, and then he snagged David Price. He was like, well, at that point, I'm taking a risk. You know, I'll take the risk. Yeah. My first pitcher is David Price. Like, I don't feel like that's horrible if you're taking him in the eighth round. Um, no, you I know, mean, if, if, if that's two, where he that falls hit, to, that's then huge. Okay. Well, is yeah. That, if, I mean, he he, he very well could have normal. It's awesome for him. But yeah. Uh, other news is, I believe the the World Baseball Classic is underway. Um, I have not been following it at all, but I'm pretty sure that like I saw something about like the Netherlands had a walk off run or win or something i don't know i just i can't seem to get into the world baseball classic i don't i don't know about you yeah i mean i like the idea of it it's kind of like you know it's similar to the olympics but you know obviously it happens every year now instead of you know every four years but i i just feel like you know, it, it's such a short uh, thing that it's like, okay, well, you know, it's here and it's gone. And then you don't really even realize it um, because you still have spring training going on and all of that. So, I mean, I, I, I guess it's, it's okay to get guys playing and get them more realistic game activities than um, – than just the the regular you know spring training stuff with the you know you're facing the other teams kind of A B and C squads all together uh, you have you know inner squad matchups and stuff like that it's it just doesn't seem like it's as 
you know, as formal with spring training as it is in the World Baseball Classic because these guys are there to play for their countries and, and they want to represent. So they're going to go out and play harder. Um, like I said, I like the idea of it. I'm just, I just haven't really gotten into it that much myself yet. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I have a tough time getting into it. I mean, I honestly really don't like the fact that it's during spring training. I mean, especially for pitchers, like, you know, they kind of need to gradually work up to that workload. And I, and I realize not any of them is going to pitch a full game in, in the World Baseball Classic, but they're going to be pitching a lot harder than they normally would have, you know, in spring training. You know, in spring training, you're going to pitch – maybe three innings, maybe toward the end of March, you, you, you pitch four innings type of thing, but these guys are going to go out there and they're going to pitch four or five innings pretty hard right now. And it seems early. Um, so I don't know. I don't really like it as far as the timing of it. I like the idea behind it, like you said, but I just, I don't know if maybe they could do it during the winter or something somewhere. I don't know how they could do that, yeah. but it feels like they need to be able to do this at, a, at another time where it's during the, I mean, this is technically the off season, but man, right before the season, if somebody gets hurt, like they could be out, you know, no time to recover for the start of the season. And that's, that's rough. I don't, I don't like that idea. Well, and that works, you know, the other way too, whereas guys who were injured coming into spring training, uh, you know, make it a point that they have to go play in the World Baseball Classic. So they may rush themselves back when they're not necessarily ready to, you know, have this opportunity to play for their country. And they could end up, you know, worsening the injury itself. Um, like I know uh, Adrian Beltre, who we just talked about last week, was, you know, potentially – going to be out and miss some time from the WBC because of his calf injury. But I think mm-hmm. it sounds like he's, he's all on board and now all of a sudden he's a hundred percent and he's ready to go. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out, you know, in the regular season, if it affects them or not. Yeah. I mean, you know, good, you know, hopefully nobody gets injured Hopefully, you know, they're good games. I just – I can't seem to get into it. I don't even really know when they're on TV, to be honest. So, it is what it is. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Um, outfield preview is today. So, outfielders. You know, what do you what do you normally think of when you think of outfielders? To me, it's the position where you can get everything. You not only find your – the most – five tool players, although I feel like some other positions are catching up to this, but the depth at this position is so unreal, mainly because there's a ton more outfielders in the league. So of course it makes total sense, but you know, you, you get, you get guys that have speed, you get guys that have power, you get guys that can hit for average, you get guys that can do everything, you know? And then of course, even if you don't land that five tool player in the outfield, you can find if you if you are just looking for power, you can easily look at outfield at anywhere in the draft. If you're looking for speed late in drafts, outfield is where I go for that. There's a ton of guys late in the draft that are could possibly get you 30 steals. Going super late, Gerard Dyson is one of them. Uh, so these are the guys that 
you know, I, I target fairly early because they're the do all player. And especially in leagues where, you know, you've got five outfielders, you need, you need to get some early. If not, you are going to be in serious trouble. Um, so I not only pick up guys early because of that, but I pick up guys later in drafts in the outfield because they can kind of fill in some of the stats that I need to make my team complete. You know, if I'm looking for a little bit more power, a little bit more speed, a little bit more runs, um, th- that's the easiest position to go to. And they might not, you know, they they generally don't hurt you as bad in other categories as as saying picking up like a like a power first baseman that's going to hit 215 late in the draft. So like, yeah, you might get three more, four more home runs out of that power first baseman, but I'd rather take the power outfielder who's going to bat me 250. You know, that's, that's a huge difference. So I, I, I just tend to, every time in the draft, I tend to have my eyes drift toward outfield later in the draft and just pick up depth. That's where a lot of my depth comes from is an outfielder. Um, I don't know if, you know, you're very much different there. I feel like you're not. We've done drafts together, and I don't. I don't think like you. You all are too different from that. No, not really. I, I mean, I do. Uh, I do like the idea of knowing going into these drafts. Well, okay, I need one first baseman to start. I need one second baseman. Oh wait, I need only three outfielders in this league. So I may not go as heavy on them. Um, right. Especially if there's, you know, even if there's no corner or middle infielder positions there, or if I have, you know, only one utility, I, I don't feel the need to load up on outfield as much, but like you said, you can get all of these tools, you know, the five tools that you need in this position. So it, I definitely do like going after the guys for depth, but it, it just depends on the league. If it's, you know, if it's our league, fantasy six pack where we have four outfielders, then, you know, I'm paying a little more attention to it earlier. If it's, yeah, you know, a league where I have five, then I'm definitely jumping on real early. Um, depending on where I'm drafting, I still may not go right after one in the first round but definitely in the second round I'm looking for him. So yeah, I'm I'm looking I'm looking to fill my my first outfielder no less than it, it feels like in all the max I've mocks I've done that it's you know third fourth round is the latest I pick up my first outfielder. Um and and you can still find some good ones. You know, you're not going to find the Mike Trout obviously. You know, you're not going to find find those guys, but you know, I think I was I was reading last year's notes, and you know we mentioned that typically the f- first round is very heavy outfielders, and I think it still is that, especially you know Mookie Betts and 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 Trout, and you've got guys like Chris Bryant who have outfield eligibility, but you know he's more generally a third baseman. You know you get you get these other guys though in in there, but it's starting to not be as heavily dominated by by outfield than it used to be. And that's due to the strength of the other positions. So 
it, it's yeah. kind of good to have them more even, and it lets some of those outfielders drop to the other rounds. So that's why I was saying, like, now I'm, I've been able to find a good outfield core starting in the third, fourth round even. But, I, I, you know, it's hard to wait much longer than that, and I, and I typically just kind of start loading up on them and once I start picking them. So, <clears throat> so the, the, we've got a bunch of questions that I started laying out today after doing a bunch of research. And the first one, and maybe this came to mind because I own them in Dynasty, and I just kind of like to hear other people's thoughts. You know, what What can we expect from the former first-rounder and MLB superstar, Andrew McCutcheon? I mean, this guy used to be – this guy used to be awesome. I mean, MVP. Um, it Cover of the MLB uh, the show. You know, this, this guy did it all. And, uh, you know, he, he's definitely not running as much. Everything kind of suffered last year. He, he had a good second half. I'll give him that. But the first half was pretty bad. And it's obviously it, it's obvious that the Pirates are worried. I mean, they're, they're taking him out of center field. They're moving him into the left. Uh, he's not thrilled about it. I'll tell you that. But, uh, you know, he he's being a, a, real, a real team player, and he's and he's just kind of saying the right things and, you know, he's going to go to work and do his job and, and get it done. And, you know, hopefully maybe, you know, there's like the fire under him and, and he just gets it done. But I, I don't know, man. I, I am really worried about McCutcheon going forward. Yeah. I, uh, I was checking out his stats earlier today too. Once, once I was filling out stuff for the sheet for tonight, I mean, it, what what do I expect from him? Let me answer the question itself first. I mean, I do see him still being able to put up around 80 uh, runs and, and RBIs. Um, I still think he's, you know, at least a 20 homer guy. 25 is, is kind of where I'm putting him. And, you know, like you said, he's not really running anymore. But, you know, could he get double-digit steals? Yes. Um but I'm putting them just under around eight steals. Um, some of the things that kind of surprised me were that last season, you know, I mean, obviously it was just a really down season for him, but he hit career worst in average with a 256, only mm-hmm. six stolen bases, uh, a negative 0.7 war. And the biggest stat that jumped out to me was 143K as his his absolute worst season for, for striking out. So he just didn't seem to have any patience last year. Um, you know, he, he's out there and just swinging and missing. And, you know, the average reflects in that because also it was his career worst than average. Um, but it was also – he hit like a couple other stats was his second worst total since his opening season of 2009. Uh, You know, granted he only played in 108 games in that season. I think that's when he just got called up, but he only hit 53 extra base hits last year compared to the 47 he had in 09. And he had 81 runs last year compared to 74 in 09. Now, again, that's only 108 games played, 
And while he has had his fair share of, you know, ticky-tack injuries and stuff like that that have kept him out of some games, you know, each year, you know, he's usually good for the majority of the season. So if you round that 108 games up to even a 130, you know, 135, um, he's going to top those numbers, I feel like, in, in 2009. So, I mean, we're really looking at the absolute bottom of the barrel year for him last year. And like he said, he's shifting over from center field, you know, out of center field. He's not happy about it. He thinks that he can still play there. I personally think he can still play there. I think he's a, still a plus defender. Um, but, you know, it'll be not looking that way anymore, man. His defensive war last year, you're talking about his war overall. His defensive war, dude, was negative 16. It was bad wow. last year. Like, worse, uh, so one of the worst. Not as good a defense as I thought. But bad. It was bad last year. I mean, if if he feels like he can play the position and he comes in 100% healthy, you know, most of the time when you see these shifts happen, it's it's when guys are in their, you know, mid to late 30s. He's not there. So, you know, right? maybe they're just being cautious about it and they don't want to burn him out. I know they've got uh, Austin Meadows in the in the minors that's that's a really high prospect for them um so we'll see what happens with him if he actually makes it up this year he he might get some playing time this year but um i mean if if cuts is sitting there you know a round or two later than he should be then then i'm i'm all in on on going after him just to try to catch lightning in a bottle, but I'm not necessarily targeting the guy. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll be better than last year, but I, I think, you know, we, we've seen the end of, you know, McCutcheon being a complete superstar. So I, I, I kind of agree with you there, but yeah, the defense was a telling sign there. And, you know, it's a big reason why he got, you know, pushed out of center field. So yeah, we will see. Next question, man, is where should we be drafting AJ Pollock now that he is fully healthy? You know, we we had a question about AJ Pollock last year, and it's funny. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to have a question about AJ Pollock because we did it last year, and I was thinking like, no, nah, that's stupid. Like, he's still a big topic of discussion. You know, last year was so weird. He was highly touted coming into the season. I loved him as a first round talent. Um, but the unfortunate injuries, you know, got him and he was out just about the entire season. Um, and now that he's back and healthy though, you know, he's currently falling to ADP of 32 on average. So we're talking third round. So, I mean, what do you, where are you looking to draft him? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm probably looking for him in the third to fourth round. But I, I think that I actually said last year that I wasn't that high on him because of his injury, you know, history and this and that. Um, and 
you know, here he is coming off of an injury. He didn't really have great stats when he came back last year towards the end. And I think a lot of people were really sitting on him and, and hoping that he was just going to all of a sudden finally be back and then shoot back to that the guy from 2015 that we saw. Um, and, and it just didn't happen. Um, well, he played 12 you know, games, I mean. <laughs> well, ex- exactly. I mean, it, it he didn't good. have I mean. enough of a sample size. Um, and And he wasn't necessarily fully healthy either. I mean, I think they got him in just to get him some playing time. Now he's healthy. So I, I do think that he can get back towards that form of 2015. Mm-hmm. But, you know, here again, it's it's another I need to see more from this guy, you know, consistently without the injuries popping up. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind going after him, though, in the third or fourth. I just don't know if he's going to be there Um in some of my leagues, I think people might be higher on him, and he might he might go in the second. I know. I mean, I've I've got him ranked actually a little lower than his ADP from all the outfielders. So, I I am slightly scared off by him. Uh, but I mean, look, if he can come back and do even, we said it last year. Like, if he could come back and do two-thirds of what he did in 2015, like, he's in good shape. Um, he's not first round, but, I mean, look, how, how many how many guys that you dropped in the first round actually returned first-round value? It's like, I, I think it's less than 25%. It's like a ridiculous amount. So, I mean, yeah. you know, if, you, if you draft a guy in the first round and he returns third, even second-round value, like – you're doing okay. It's when you draft the first round guy and he returns 10th round value or worse that you're going, Hmm, crap. Uh, yeah, I'm not making the yeah. playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you're having to hit on a whole lot in order for to make that up. But look, if, if he can, you know, if he can hit 15 home runs, steal 30 bases, I mean, that's, that's damn good. You know, the batting average, I think is going to be there. That's never been a yeah. problem for him. So, I, I do like him coming in, but you're right. I don't think I'm getting him anywhere. He seems there's always somebody in the draft that's going to go, oh, AJ Pollock, and they're going to grab him before me. And so be yeah. it. You know, that, and well, that's, and that's, that's, that's how I get the people that I like even more later because you reached for that yeah. guy. That's the way I see it. So don't be, even, don't be afraid that you're going to lose AJ Pollock. It just means you're going to get somebody better in your mind later. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're sitting at, at 32, you know, he he's basically the ninth outfielder. The majority of leagues are at least 10 teams. So you may not be able to get him as your first outfielder. Um, I'm would okay I with take that. him as a first? Yeah. I mean, would I take him as my first outfielder? Yeah, I think I would if he's sitting there. But I just don't think that he is. I mean, I, I think he's going to be gone because there's going to be that person that's, you know, got the tent pitched and ready to roll with him. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, quick, uh, quick hokey recap uh, update here. I mean, we're up six with 4:45 to go, and Wake Forest will turn the ball. They were going to do it, man. I mean. 
I don't, I don't even, I don't even <laughs> right. believe in Wake Forest. <laughs> no, right. I, I did look at it right when I was pulling ESPN up, and for whatever reason, we were at, uh, I think it was tied at like 58-58 or something like that. So, yeah. Let's go, Hokies. Next, yeah, no kidding. Uh, next, next question I put down here for us to answer is another injured player. This guy is completely fallen down draft boards, and for good reason. I he is on my do not draft list. Uh, so I'm pretty much answered my question already. But do are you taking a chance on Michael Brantley? especially where his ADP is at. And I'm not sure if you know it. It is 186. I mean, he's going. I did not know that before I wrote my, my answer. And he is going uh, ridiculously late. I mean, it's, I mean, we're talking like, we're talking 16th round. That's, and that's where I've seen him go in almost all the mocks that I've done is like 60. I've even seen him go later. So it's, I mean, like at that point, like, what are you losing by taking him? But they're already saying he might not start the season. Like, it's the same thing again with him. How much are we, like, why are we doing this? That's my yeah, thing. Like, why, I mean, why do it? But my my answer, even now that I know that his ADP is that low, is still no. I, I mean, is he talented when fully healthy? Yes. Is he going to get you a ton of different stats and hit categories? Yes. I mean, he can he can still run. He's not going to get you a lot of steals, but you know, let, let's just go off of these uh, consensus rankings here, uh, or I'm sorry, you know, stats for what he's doing projections. Uh, the 2017 Zeal consensus on Fantasy Pros are giving him 405 at bats. So that's either assuming he's not starting the season and he's going to miss, you know, a month or so, or he's going to miss maybe a week, week and a half, and then they're they're anticipating he misses something later on, which is understandable. I mean, the, the average of – I could see that, 293 average. I can see the 11 steals. You know, I could see the 11 home runs. But do I want to pay for that? I mean, I I can find, aside from maybe average, I can find all of those stats in that round, you know, or those next couple of rounds if I have to straddle between two guys that that I'm going to get those stats from. They're not mind-blowing stats. Um, so, you know, I'm just not taking the risk on it. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to have a guy that I had high hopes for, you know, as a potential sleeper end up being a complete bust and just sit on my bench or, or be dropped within the first month. Um, you know, so can he do it if he's healthy? Sure. Will he do it for my team? Nope. You can do it for somebody else's team, that the same guy that drafts David Price and A.J. Pollock way too early. Yeah. 
like I said, I'm I'm not gonna go near him. So it's yeah, it's just, somebody's gonna take a chance on it before me, most likely, and it's just the way it is. An interesting one that I, that I threw on here. Uh, we didn't have this listed uh, originally when we when we did this planning of like a month or so ago, but because it wasn't really news, is what are we doing? Is, is the rumors slash news that Adam Eaton is actually going to slide to maybe like the sixth? I've heard maybe even low as like seventh in the batting order for the Nationals. Um, I mean, is, is this affecting his track stock, or is Adam Eaton Adam Eaton, and, and you're just going to take him where he was falling? Um, I think it does. I think it definitely drops him down because here's a guy that, you know, you're planning on being potentially a leadoff guy, um, you know, or, or damn close to it. But if he's going to fall that far down, I mean, it's just it's kind of baffling to me that he's falling that far. Um, but maybe they're just looking for, for a spark, you know, at the bottom half of their lineup and and that's their way of doing it. I, I, no, so I don't the, So the, the reasoning because of their awesome manager, Dusty Baker is that he doesn't want to have, and I forget, is he a lefty or is he a righty? They don't want to have like a bunch of lefties all batting up top because they've got Turner, they've got Harper, they've got, you know, all, all these guys that apparently are, are lefties. So they're trying to like break it up or something like that. That's what I heard. Yeah. So I, I mean, they're actually I, they're I, talking I about sliding – they're talking about sliding worth into the second slot, which is bad pun, but it's completely worthless to do that. The dude sucks and he's going to get hurt like 15 games into the season. So what are you doing that for? Um, just play your best players. It just doesn't make any sense. And, and you know, and you know how you solve this, you know how you solve this, put Eaton first, then you put Turner second. Turner's a righty. Yeah, so I, because I don't know they're why so out of it on putting Turner first, they can't put Eaton second because then they're going to have like Harper, Murphy, Zimmerman. Possibly is that is that the order? I can't think of the order right now. But I mean, that's um, what the, that's what their issue is. I think of who else? Well, oh, yeah, no, 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 I, I think it, well, Rendon, Rendon will be there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it I just mean, seems yeah, he, kind of Harper's, Harper's the lefty. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, okay, I get you want to play the strategy of trying to break up all your left-handed hitters. Why the hell did you go out and get the guy then? You know, if you're if you're <laughs> that worried about it, considering like, what they yeah. gave up, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. It's I mean, Adam, yeah, that's to come back is, and be yeah. like. Well, we're going to give up all these, you know, top-notch pitching prospects to get this guy who's, you know, been successful as a leadoff guy and put up good numbers. But we're going to throw him all the way down in the, you know, bottom of the barrel of our of our lineup. Yep, hey. that's what it is. It's Eaton, Murphy, Harper. They're all lefties, so they don't want to put those three in a row. Yeah. Just make Eaton a leadoff guy. Turner will do awesome from second. Who cares? 
Like, what's the big deal? Um, yeah, I, I don't know why they, you know, and, and if anything, it's going to preserve Turner a little bit because, you know, he's still a rookie, basically, in my mind. Um, yeah. You know, bumping him back one spot's not going to change things that much. But, I mean, it'll save him maybe 15, 20 at-bats on the year. So well, I'm not, I'm not really worried about that at all. Um, no, but. I, I mean, but he he's the righty that that they're worried about. Then don't put him at leadoff. I mean, it's a very simple managerial choice, right there. It is. Yeah, he, it is. He did he did well in it last year, but he also now Rendon's a righty too. But it's yeah, Murphy. Harper and, yeah, and uh, three. It's Murphy, Harper, and Eaton are those three. And Eaton are the three lefties. So, I'm looking at roster resource right now. Why don't you put? I mean, you could easily leave uh, leave Murphy in in the five spot if if you're that worried about it, you know, or or whatever, and have Rendon up in the three hole, you know, to do Turner, Eaton, Rendon, Harper, you know, whatever. I I don't know. Stupid. Yeah, it's I, I think, silly, but it, it does absolutely drop his value. I agree with you, man. Oh, I think it does 100%. It's bad because he's going to lose. You know, you, you drop to that low in the batting order, you lose 100 at-bats over the course of the whole season. I mean, it, probably. It, 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 it adds up very quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's bad. I mean, he's going to have less running opportunities. There's going to be people on base in front of him more often. He's going to have – I mean, yeah, maybe his RBI go up, but, I mean, that's not why he had the value he had. He had the value because he could run, he could score, he could get on base. I mean, that's that's his value. But if he's got people in front of him, it's going to be harder to do all of those things. So and then he won't score as much because the people behind him. I mean, no offense to Matt Wieters and Ryan Zimmerman, but those are the two guys that are slated to bat behind him, and so he would have less run scoring opportunities. Yeah, it's it's bad for Zayu. I I did drop him in my rankings. Uh, nothing's been official yet, but just the fact that the rumor is there, I dropped him a few spots in my outfield rankings because of it, like a week ago when the news came out. Yeah, I mean he had he had 619 at bats last year, and the the zeal consensus is is showing him at 584. I don't think that's factoring in this this change. I mean he'll be at five five twenty, five thirty probably if he's if he stays in the six hole all season long, and they they don't figure out how to how to get him back up there. But as the sixth batter, you're looking at basically being you know, the last out in the second inning, if the guy you're pitching against goes one, two, three, both innings. So, you know, he's not, he's not really going to be, he's going to be a two out guy, you know, that where they're leaning on him a lot more to get on base. And then he's got garbage behind him. I mean, no offense to Zimmerman and, and Weeders, you know, I like, I like Weeders. I like Zimmerman too. Well, when he's healthy, but, it's just, it's amazing to me that, that that that's what they think is their their best scenario. 
Yeah, and and I just I just googled it to see because I knew the stats were out there about the average MLB plate appearances by position. Now this is plate appearances, not at bats. But in the National League, the first is 763, the second gets 746, the sixth drops all the way down to 681, the seventh gets 662. That's a ton of plate appearances missing. So you usually subtract, I don't know almost a hundred plate appearances because of, well, not a hundred. You you do lose a lot of plate appearances or your at-bats is quite a few less than your plate appearances is what I'm trying to say. I don't know the numbers exactly, yeah. but so keep that in mind. So, you know, because he'll walk and things like that. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it'd be a huge blow to his fantasy, fantasy stock, but, Moving on here, are the old reliable players such as, you know, and I don't know if we want to call them boring, but, you know, they're just, they've been there forever. They kind of do the same thing every year. And so, you know, a few years ago, both of these guys have been first-round picks, second-round picks at some point, but now we're looking at them being a, a little, you know, they've fallen down the draft board. Are, are guys such as, Adam Jones, Matt Kemp, are they being undervalued at this point? I mean, they're they're still putting up good numbers, but they're going pretty late in drafts. Yeah, in my opinion, I think Kemp is being a little undervalued, um, and Jones isn't necessarily, maybe slightly, but, you know, Jones isn't running anymore. He strikes out on on horrible pitches. We've already talked about that ad nauseum, so I don't want to relive all that because we have a whole season to relive it in person. Um, But (laughs) I I just think, I I mean, Kemp Kemp seems to be, I don't want to say 100% back, but he had a a good, good year last year. Yeah, he's been a monster season. And you know, based on on what he did, and even the year before that, I think I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I think I had him two years ago, uh, maybe in the FS uh, P League, and and he was like, you know, I looked at my lineup, I'm like, ah, Kemp, all right, whatever, but he just put up numbers. I was okay with it, you know. He's he's now in Atlanta you know, for his first full season there. So I, I do think it'll be a little interesting to see what he can do there. You know, he, there's not a lot of protection behind him. You know, you got Freeman. Um, but, you know, he's a high K guy. So I just feel like Kemp can still put the numbers up. I mean, he's only 32 years old. Granted, he's got 11 years in the league. So he, he's definitely an elder statesman at this point, but, I mean, he still hit 268. He had 35 home runs last year and 108 RBIs. I mean, what's not to like about that? I mean, that that average doesn't kill you. So, I mean, his OBP was kind of low at only 304, but yeah, you know, he doesn't I'll, walk. I'll take, yeah, I'll take that though. I mean, especially in the league where, where I'm not counting OBP and I'm counting average. You know, I'm I'm all over that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not buying into last year, but I'm still, you know, I'm buying into more of 
I mean, it's kind of a cop-out answer. Something maybe in between his, you know, Dodger Padre years where he was mid 20 home runs. I, I think I actually see him getting back to those numbers more than 35. I think 35 was in total aberration at this point for him. I mean, I, it's yeah, just, I do think that that was a high number, but you know, uh, if you have it, I'll take it. But you know, they're talking about how he's lost almost 30 pounds now. So, you know, he if you feel know good what about to think about these players that lose weight in the off season. Like were you out of were you like that overweight? Like I mean, yeah, besides Pablo Sandoval, like are you that overweight? I mean believe me, there are plenty yeah. of baseball players and I've said this before, like baseball is the only sport besides offensive linemen and football that you could be just a total fat ass and you can actually still be good at your sport. Like I don't understand it. Um but these guys that just lose weight, like Sal Salvador Perez lost weight this offseason. Like, I didn't think there was anything wrong with you. Like, what? You had an awesome season yeah. last year. Why are you losing weight? I mean, whatever. Um, I mean, look, LeBron did it in basketball, and he's still off. Yeah. So, you know, who am I to say? I just – it seems weird. Like, what are you trying to do here? I guess maybe as you get older, you want to – you know, you don't want to carry as much weight around so you can be more – I don't know. I think it has a lot to do with like being flexible still and, and just yeah. avoiding injuries. You know, if you're just huge, you get injured more, but I don't know. Yeah. Kemp. Uh, I'm not so sure, man. I, I, I kind of think they're still, I think, I think they're priced kind of right. I really do. Um, I mean, they're, they're just safe guys though, but they're not going to win you anything. And they're, just kind of guys they get lumped in there with all the same guys that they're drafted around you get you know justin upton he's the same type of player he's just kind of a guy you know (laughs) they're the good outfielders still that you want to have at least like one of these guys the justin uptons the chris davises uh from oakland matt camp adam jones um, Bautista's kind of thrown into that mix now where he's just kind of a guy. Um, the upside with them just isn't there anymore. McCutcheon's fallen down to this group. You're just kind of a guy now. Um, yeah. You're, yeah, you're you know, gonna get you're obviously, yeah, you're obviously better two. than like Cole Calhoun, but yeah, that's because you can hit 10 more home runs than Cole Calhoun, but and unless you all of a sudden can raise your average back up to close to 300, which Adam Jones used to do, and, and I believe Matt Kemp used to do, um, yeah. then and you start running again, which at their age they're not going to, you're just kind of a guy in the outfield. You're going to be in the mix of just all of those guys that you need, a, you need one or two of them to fill out your outfield to stay competitive, but it's not – anything there's there's going to be people that are drafted after them that are going to be better than that than at the end of the season like drafted well yeah. below them that are going to finish better than them just because you you know what you're going to get though and that's the thing you know what you're going to get from them and that's fine yeah that's I mean, you're, fine. you're locked in to help you know good solid help in two categories and maybe three you know but it's it's help. It's like you said, you're not winning things on this. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I could see them having very, very similar seasons again. It's just, this is it with them. That's what they are. Anyway, the last question that I'm I'm throwing out here is top prospect Andrew Benatendi. Man, he's having himself quite a spring, and I and I don't have the numbers, but I know he's already had a couple home runs. I think he's batting like 444. And look, I've realized it's spring, and sometimes these young guys go out there and just, you know, try and prove the world, you know, in spring training. But I mean. Is this making you open your eyes to him and, and maybe think, all right, maybe I'll I'll go after him a little earlier than I would have, you know, a couple of weeks ago, or or are you still kind of thinking, eh, I'm not quite so sure about this guy, and, and maybe I'll go after a safer player. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I, I like the guy, but he he is still young. He's still you know, finding his way. Um, I like the average for sure. You know, I, I don't really project him as a big homer guy. Um, I mean, maybe he can hit 20. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he can, but I just don't. Depending on, on, on where I could get him versus where I think I have to go get him, I'm probably looking for a more safer bet. Um, I think he's going to fall into that thing that, you know, somebody is going to just be raging to get the guy. Um, uh-huh. You know, he's not – his ADP is not that high, at least the last time I looked. Um, I could be wrong on that, but mm-hmm. – yeah, well, I have some dumb reason I closed my ADP tab here, so I don't have it. Uh, yeah, fortunately. I pulled it back up here. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's at 134. I don't think he's going there though. I, I don't. I think that's going to absolutely rise over the next. Couple oh, of weeks. I do too. I do too. I mean, I would wouldn't be surprised to see it raise half as much. Um, I think that's the kind of you know, uh, draw that this guy's going to have. Um, I mean, yeah, would I like to have him on my team? Absolutely. Uh, I just don't think I'm going to be able to afford to get him. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Like, I've got him ranked pretty high, and I keep looking at him every time I go into my rankings thinking, like, I mean, the projections aren't aren't not good for him. I mean, it's like low – Low double-digit home runs, low double-digit steals, decent batting average. Um, you know the runs at RBI just aren't there either. I, I don't know. I mean, it. I feel like yeah, I probably won't take the risk and draft him there. Like I'd, I'd rather have a, um, like a like a Stephen Piscotty who I have have him ranked. I have ranked. I have Ben Attendee ranked ahead of right now which yeah. seems kind of crazy at the time. But it it is funny, though. I, I do I do have him ranked just behind that group of guys, like the group of outfielders that are just kind of the guys. And, yeah. you know, once you get past them, like you have huge holes in every single one of these players. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. either just that they're not – they're good, but they're not great at everything. Kind of like, uh, 
I don't know, like a like a Calhoun. I mean, he's he's good, but he's not really yeah. great at any one thing. Um, you know, you you get or you get guys like Jay Bruce, who yeah, he might hit you thirty home runs, but his batting average is just terrible. So the like that's the thing. Ben Attendee seems to be a guy who's who's going to be more well rounded, but he's not going to be great at anything, and he. His stats almost remind me of like a Lorenzo Cain type of stat line this year is what's being projected. And I've never targeted Lorenzo Cain because I always feel like, what does he really do for my team except just not hurt me in any category? And I don't yeah. really see those types of players as being super valuable in fantasy. I just have never felt that way. Maybe I'm dead wrong and I want somebody to prove me wrong that those players are the types of players that can win you leagues. But I'm sorry, 12 home runs and like 15 stolen bases from a guy. Yeah, the average 280 is nice, but if you hit that few home runs and you steal that few bases, and it seems like with guys like Kane and Benintendi, like even the runs scored with them is like 85. And it's like there's a thousand guys out there that could score 85 runs. Yeah, I don't need to overdraft this guy for those stats. And that's what I feel like I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I won't go get him. I think so. I, I mean, I'd I'd prefer to stick with you know two or three of the guys, and in, instead of trying to, you know, rack my brain over. Oh my God, is Benintendi still going to stay? Is he going to be here? Is he going to be? Ah, oh, he's gone. In in the eighth round. I mean, come on. No, I, I mean. He he's his ADP shows him at you know eleven twelve, um, so I think you know would I reach for him in the tenth? Maybe if he's there, but you know, and if I have good depth, but you're you're not you're not getting a lot out of him. I mean, aside from the average, so I I don't know. I think you're paying a lot for the new hot commodity. Exactly. That's what, that's what it is. You're, you're, you're paying for the, the top prospect status and you want the next big thing. I blame, I blame this. I call this the trout effect. I really do. I, I call this the trout effect. It's the same thing that is happening in football with these new rookie quarterbacks that come in and it's, it's the RG three and the Andrew Luck effect. They ruined the guys coming in. And, you know, Trout did it with, uh, you know, because when he got called up his second time, by the way, he was out of this world good. And so all these guys that come up have to be this good. So uh, quick Hokie update. Hokies win. Moving on to the next round. I have no idea who we're playing. Um, Playing Florida State. Oh, we got yeah. smashed. It's gonna be them. tough. We got smashed yep. by them earlier in the year, but uh, that was at Florida State. If you pay attention yep. to ACC basketball at all, you know that road games in the ACC were like impossible. Uh, it was it was crazy how hard it was to win. Anyway, man, let's yeah. let's finish up the show here and do our sleepers and busts, and uh, and I'll let you I'll let you lead off here. All right, so. I'm going to go with, for my sleeper, and I, I was 
shocked when I saw this ADP for this guy that that I'm going to talk about here. Um, he's a low-K guy. He definitely still has 20-plus homer potential. I mean, maybe not too much over 20, but 20-plus. 20 solid average. He's going to chip in for you at runs and RBIs, especially for this draft spot. Um, you know, the only downside is that he's not he's not running. And that's Mr. Hunter Pence. I, I am amazed to see that his ADP is 177. Does he have some injury that I'm just not picking up on or hearing about? Whoa. I mean, did, did he, like, shave his beard wrong one day and, and he's got, like, a patch that's missing or something and it's dropped his ADP 40 spots? I, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't get it. Do you do you realize he's played a full season in the last two seasons? Like combined. I, I understand he's an injury guy. He's injury. I, I know that. I know he's that. got like he back issues it, and stuff, man. Those aren't. Those don't go away. Yeah, I I still think that that you know if he can maintain health, you know I would slot him easily. 20, 25 spots ahead of that ADP, if not more. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, it was surprising to me to see that. And I still, I mean, hell, if, if I'm waiting around until that spot to get him, I'll absolutely take him um, just because I know what his potential is. Yeah, the the potential is there, man. And I did the same thing last year. He kind of drops and drops and drops. And I was like, dude, like, what the hell? And he started off awesome. And then he got hurt again. And it just crushed me. And, and yeah, that's two years in a row now. And, and I guess maybe I'm just burnt by him. You know, it's kind of those things like, yeah, but we all have them. You get those players that you get burnt by and you don't want to go back to them, man. You just want nothing to do with them again. And so it's, it's 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 tough. It's tough to take a guy like that that you know is going to be injury prone. Um, yeah. I hope he's not because because I I do think he's I think he's good and he can definitely help out. Yeah, he's just not running anymore. He's, yeah. he's getting old, man. He's wow. getting old. If he didn't have the injury problems, he'd be right there with the Adam Jones and the might and the, <laughs> the Matt Upton. Or uh, well, yeah. yeah, and that's why that's why I said one of the the guys. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean. I just think I think he's still got a little left in the tank. He's obviously got to prove he can stay on the field, but yeah, that's the big uh, thing for him. So, so my sleeper, and you, and you know what, man, I, I was thinking about because every year we always are like, should, we shouldn't call these sleepers and busts. We hate sleepers and busts. We should just call this like overvalued and undervalued because that's pretty much what we do. Um, yeah. So it, whatever, we'll still stick with sleep in the bus because that's what we've been doing. But so my sleep, my, yeah, my sleeper is going to be Keon Broxton from the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, yeah, th- this guy came on the scene a couple of years ago, got, you know, just a few at bats. And then, and then last year he got called up again. I think he got injured halfway through the year and then came back. And I mean, he was good and bad last year. I mean, and I and I mean good and bad by like the splits. Uh, I believe his his first half was was pretty damn good. Um, oh no no it's the opposite. Sorry, I apologize for that. His first half was atrocious. I mean about a one twenty five. 
And then his second half came in, and he batted 294, eight home runs, you know, stole some bases for you. This guy, this guy's kind of a, an all-around talent if he can just put it together um, and stay consistent with it. Um, but I do like him, and the managers there in Milwaukee seem to like him. They're talking about batting him uh, either leadoff or second, I think. And so it'll be interesting. Now, he's definitely got to cut down the, the, the K rate. He's 36% last year, but I think a lot of that was from the first half. So, you know, give him a, a little bit. He, but he's always been kind of a high K guy, even through the minors. So I don't think we're going to see it drop significantly, but it's got to get at least you know, to like the 30 or the 28% range to be, you know, to jump to that next level where you can be a consistent fantasy performer. Uh, But he's got power. He's got speed. The Milwaukee lineup, they're not going to be great, but they've got some potential to be decent. I mean, they still got Braun. Maybe this Thames guy will be good. Um, You know, got some guys. VR still there. So, you know, they've got the potential to be somewhat decent. You know, they're not going to be Boston Red Sox good or like Texas Rangers good, but, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be solid. So I, I like Broxton a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid pick. I, I was kind of eyeing him a little bit when I was going through some of his names too. Um, I just didn't know enough about him to, to really talk about him much, but um, all right. Well, my, uh, my bust for this year is is going to be Mr. Billy Hamilton. Um, currently, he's sitting at a 68 ADP, so you're looking at him, you know, towards the end of the fifth round probably. Um, I mean, the only reason you're targeting this guy is because of runs and stolen bases. That's it. Uh, I mean, his average last year was decent at 260. Um, but I can definitely see him dipping back down closer to his career number of 248. Um, and, you know, he he still doesn't walk a lot either. So, you know, he's, his on-base percentage isn't going to be great. Um, once he gets on, all you're basically expecting him to do is literally steal second and steal third and then maybe steal home. Who knows? But. <laughs> If you really want steals and and runs, you know, then go for it. But, you know, I think that's an ADP of where Benintendi will wind up. And at that point, I'd rather have Benintendi over Hamilton if it came down to it. Um, but even even the guys that are that are right around him, you know, right now, at least on on the fantasy six pack rankings, you know, Benintendi's right behind. We got David Dahl right in front of him. Um, I like those guys better. I like Kane better. Hell, I even potentially like Eaton in the six hole better. Um, I just, uh, I've never been a big Hamilton guy. Um, you know, he, he's gonna, he's gonna get you two categories. That's it. it if that dude, I'm with you. Like I hate these one trick yeah. ponies and I call him a one trick pony because his runs scored still aren't that good because Cincinnati's not that good. Uh, no. I mean, 69 that's, runs that's scored I mean. last year. I mean, granted he did only play 119 games, you know, 460 plate appearance and 69 runs. So if he can get a full season and maybe you're looking somewhere near like 80, 82, 85 range, but yeah. I mean, so yeah, but that's the thing. He's an injury risk too, but he's a one trick pony. Dude. He's, Dude, he's played 233 games in the last two years. Yeah, I mean that's 
barely a season and a half. I mean, look, it's for real though. Like his speed is definitely legit. I mean, if he can get a real, if he can get a full season in, it's kind of scary to think of how many steals he'd get. You know, seventy, eighty. Yeah. I mean, it'd be astronomical. And I mean, that would I win think, you the. I mean, that would win you a category in Roto. So maybe it is worth it, but I just I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger because he actually, in my opinion, he hurts you in other categories because his numbers are yeah. so low. Seventeen RBI. Come on, that's atrocious. That's, that's horrendous. You can't. You that's, can't. You. It's hard to bounce back from somebody getting you. 17 RBI for a full season. There's, yeah. there, you can find steals spread around other places and, and figure it out. It's, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one totally. Um, so my, my bust, and maybe this one's too obvious, is Giancarlo Stanton. I can't do it with this guy anymore. It, and I know some of his injuries have been kind of fluke injuries where he's been hit in the face, you know, with the ball, batting, and, and things like that. But just injuries follow this guy around, and I can't do it anymore. Uh, you know, his, his batting average really isn't that good. Uh, the, the year that got him a whole lot of attention – was 2012 when he hit 37 home runs and batted 290. And then the next year he, he followed it up with a you know, 249 average and 24 home runs, but that was only 116 games. But then in 2014 he came right back, you know, 37 home runs, played almost a full season. I want to say that was the year he got hit in the face. Um, and Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, you know, but but his batting average is 288 again. So you know everybody's buying back into him. You know, oh fluke injury, fluke injury. Wow, he's had 74 game season, 118 game season, and 27 home runs, both 265, 240 average. I mean, he's going to strike out a lot. He he walked a ton because I think he gets, you know, intentionally walked a lot, but. Batting average doesn't really help you. It it almost hurts you because he's been below the 250 mark more than he's been above it, it feels like. And the power's legit. That's kind of all you're getting from him. And let's be real, the Marlins lineup isn't going to be all that great pass like him and Yelich and you know, maybe D. Gordon if D. Gordon can play without the steroids. Um, but I, just, I don't like to take on the injury risk, especially where he's getting drafted. I mean, he's still like third round. Man, that's like I'm. I'll pick a different. I'll pick a different bust, uh, but for pitching when we get there. But Steven Strasburg, I think I did it last year too. I think I picked Strasburg last year, so I won't do it again. But he'd be my bust again. I just I can't do it with guys like that. I don't like these guys who you know they're going to be injured at some point. Why are you drafting them? You know it. There's enough injuries in baseball to take a guy that you just know is going to get injured. Just seems crazy. Um, so, yeah, Stanton is Stanton's definitely my bust. Yeah, that's that's a good call. I mean, 
I like the guy. I'd, I'd love to have him watch him succeed again, but it just, I just don't know if he can. I mean, with all the injuries and stuff that keep piling up, it's very hard to trust it. It is. It definitely is. Um, hi, man. Well, that's all I've got for the show. Uh, finish our outfield preview. Next week, we're going to do – are we doing all the pitching? I think we're doing all the pitching, right? We're doing starters yeah. and relievers. That's the plan, yeah, because then yeah, so that's we're all the following week. Yeah, we are. I'm at a conference, so it's not going to happen. And, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll do the uh, starting pitchers and relievers next week, next Wednesday. And that will finish the previews. And then we'll have one more week where we just kind of do a, a roundup of spring training news, movers and shakers in the, you know, in, in the draft landscape of things for fantasy baseball. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll go from there and get you all ready for your – fantasy baseball season here so that's all i've got you got anything to add no man i'm good sounds good to me all righty well everybody have a good night and see y'all next week all right peace Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.